Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Biz Talk for TikTok. I have a very, very special guest in the studio today from Real Hype Creative. Now, Real Hype Creative is an agency who is distributing the world of influencer marketing. Everybody who listens to the show knows that's my favorite thing to talk about. Real Hype Creative is led by Erica Yang, who is an expert of Chinese social media and is bringing that to the U.S. market to develop and expand brands on a global scale. Her clients include brands of the top tier celebrities such as Steve Aoki, Akon, Maggie Q, g Easy, just to name a few. And we're going to dive in and talk about how Erica and Real Hype Creative are doing some really fun things in the cutting edge technology from Web3, NFTs, virtual influencers, and just talking about creators as a whole. Also, along with Erica, we have Adrian, who is their head of marketing, joining in on the conversation. So Erica and Adrian, welcome to BizTalk for TikTok. Oh, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Very nice to be here. Thank you for having us. So before we dive in and talk about these things, I would love to know backstory, Erica, of you and maybe a little backstory, origin story of Real Hype Creative. Talk to me more about that. Sounds good. I actually born and raised in China. My original background was a civil engineer. For some reason, I just love Wall Street. So I moved to Wall Street. I was a financial expert and investment banker for a while. Ooh, wow. And then it comes to that hype of all of a sudden when you work in finance and TV and film industry has such a huge hype. And a lot of Chinese companies start coming to the United States and to acquire like Wanda, AMC. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I shipped to TV and film industry. I had a company we start buying Hollywood movies and doing distribution in China. And then doing that for a few years, and you know, pandemic hits and then let's create something more online. And no, that's the time. And Douyin is the sister company in China is already doing huge in the e-commerce space. I created that company literally like two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. A bit of pandemic with that creating short video content. That's incredible. And Dawin, everybody who knows, the sister company to TikTok, also aka ByteDance here in the United States. What's interesting and what I hear from a lot of people is that the Chinese app Dawin is, I'd say, more advanced or more ahead of the game that's happening here in the U.S. Is that correct? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's three to five years ahead. And even we do... 1% 1% of us already done over there in terms of short video markets, in terms of live streaming, and this be a hugely beneficial over here as well. Exactly. So you have a lot of experience. You're living what the future looks like in a way. So you're already positioning, I'm sure, creators that you're working with or partners on understanding where the future is going because they are ahead and you have that experience to bring over here and start getting prepared. With that knowledge and that experience, what are you doing at Real Hype that is helping lead with that experience right now? One of the things that we start helping a a lot of brands and help them navigate the marketing on TikTok, how do we create the best brand awareness and also generate conversion rate for the brands at the same time with the lowest cost rate possible? So TikTok, as you know, the rhythm is a lot faster. So the results is almost like instant. That's what we're focusing on is helping brands and on TikTok specifically. 
TikTok has been around now. I believe it's four years. They launched from Musical.ly to TikTok in August 2018. So it's been four years in the making, but yet still brands are having a hard time understanding this new focus of short form content. Some of them are still focused really heavily on ad, whereas I love TikTok's slogan of make TikToks, not ads. Are you helping these brands understand that aspect that it needs to be more creative and authentic and share these creators' voices? And what's your feedback from some of the brands you've worked with? Definitely more authentic. And also, you know, the brands need to understand the rhythm of the TikTok and understand how the algorithm works and how to read the data. So create more data-driven type of content. Also, in China, what has been done a lot is we call it matrix accounts. So when you have brands, you actually create multiple accounts for different specific goals and then them all share with the same goal. And I, yeah. Okay, so a matrix account, that's really cool. I would love for you to dumb that down for me. If I'm a five-year-old sitting here, you said that a matrix account is creating different goals for the same company, but having multiple accounts. What does that look like? Elaborate more on that. I'll use an example. You normally create a lot of different accounts, have a lot of different purpose. Mm -hmm. And some accounts are main accounts you focus on the brand awareness. Yep. Then you create an account to talk about the functionality of your product, right? Mm. It's a fashion. You show them the factory, show the fabrics, and you show the sustainability story. Also, some account you create to focus on live streaming, generation right. rate. And then you generate certain accounts more focus on the user testimony. And all of them would interact with each other, create like a much bigger impact. I love that. That's really cool. So do you think these matrix accounts that are happening over in China that are successful, should we expect to see that over on TikTok coming in the U.S. market? Do you think more companies are going to jump onto that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a very well proven business model. Out there. <laughs> yeah, even for the same company, you can create different characters that could be a different account. There's not a set rule how your major account should look like. You could have one like a comedy, one is focused on knowledge. Right. But all of accounts and really depends on how your narrative is, what kind of script you are doing. They work really well, especially you're posting on multiple accounts and on a schedule and they really, really do much better than one single account. I think that's really smart because as a consumer, there are parts of businesses that we interact with that we might enjoy more. So maybe like me, I could care less about how a company's working on the back end. I'm just really care about what products are out there. What do they have to say? Where somebody else might be like, I want to see this company using all this in a comedy way. What are the funny things that this company is doing? And then maybe from a marketing perspective, I like to know the BTS, what's happening at the business. What are the fabrics that these fashion companies are using? So that way you're not overloaded by content you're not really interested in, but you can go and plug away and find all the style that you are. I think that's really cool. And right now, in the US market, a lot of companies are just sticking with their one channel. And it is funny because you do go to them and you do see a mix of everything. And it can be a little bit confusing when you're going through and trying to figure out what content is what. I think that's a smart move. Is there any other things that people could be expecting to see in the future? Where do you see TikTok evolving to from your own experience? What are some things that you think are coming? The content is going to become much more premium. So that's what you say in China. It's much more competitive. A lot of big influencers here, they have an entourage. But when it comes to the content creation, probably one person that's a creator, and then you have a videographer, you may have an editor. In China, it almost comes to a space that 
in order for your account to really stand out, you probably have one career and you have an eight to 10 people team to just help you to do much more premium content and script a show, a sitcom, or Chinese version Dr. Phil. And so much more interesting, but also at the same time, it's short, it's fast paced. It's yep. really catered to people nowadays have a very limited attention span. Childhood story would be sometimes you wake up and you go to the bathroom, it's a 3 a.m. in the morning, you automatically grab your phone, you turn the TikTok out and start yep. swiping. Yep. Then you somehow feel mentally you wanted to raise up a chicken soup kind of yeah. video. Right. So those Dr. Phil type of show come up with less than 30 seconds, tell you something, make you really feel good. And then at the bottom of that, there's 20 episodes. You click on that. So there's all this like a very right. short minute long show. You really enjoy watching the next 35 a.m. in the morning. It's kind of <laughs> addicting. And then yes. what the app in China does really well, is there's different books. It's like, because you watch the show, you might like this book. And right. you might like this book and they start selling you like 20 different books and it's like a dollar and then it's one <laughs> click away so you don't realize the minute of the night you're making a 20 dollars purchase right <laughs> that's hilarious we've been doing that our whole life regardless of what people say in the u.s specifically late night television used to put on these advertisement channels that would try to sell products like this cookware set, right? It'd be 2 a.m. and people would be buying things just watching the TV. And I feel like that's where we are going with social media is we're always going to be one click away from the next thing that we see to be able to purchase. And some people might be fearful of that. But to me, I like ease of use. Anything I can do quickly, what I see and I want to buy something, I want to be quickly. And I do agree with you. But you made a really good point about creators having teams. And this is what I'm seeing. The pandemic really spiked the creator base on TikTok and did make it a lot more competitive for creators who are already existing. And what I've noticed is that the creators who are not evolving to either step up their game or have more high quality, authenticity still wins, but having a little bit more high quality or being able to deliver more styles of content than what they're already currently doing, those creators are struggling right now that don't have their team behind them, that don't have resources. And the creators that do are focused on building this as a business versus just a content creator. Like you are a business and having those teams, those ones are leading. And I think we'll have longevity on this app. And right now it's back to an even playing field. There's new creators that could come in that have the support system and kick it off and they could be a lead running in the space. But I do agree. That's where Creators are struggling right now is just those that don't have a team or don't have a plan for the future of their content. Have you been seeing that as well? Oh, yeah, quite a lot. That's why we as an agency, we also support a lot of creators. Right. We help them with the content strategy. We write scripts for them. We shoot content. We help with posting. So we help them strategically a lot. That's why agency exists and you sign creators and you help them with that perspective. Exactly. Coming up with different programs, like we do the same thing for our creators is seeing where the market is and seeing where our creators can create different styles of content or programs that could appease where the market is going. And it is really important. And I do feel for those creators out there that they're on their own. I'm fearful for them that they don't have long left if they don't figure out how to partner up with agencies who could help them develop that. It's very interesting to see platforms competing as well. We're in a really crazy spot with the creator economy right now with social platforms competing for who's the best and then creators in this new era where they have to step up their game. It's very interesting to see what's going to happen in the next year or where this is going. What's your agency planning? How are you planning to keep up with this? What are your goals right now? And how do you think you guys will look in the next year? 
as an agency right now, we serve in two types of clients. One is celebrities. They have the needs of creating TikTok for different type of reasons. Yep. And we help them to write scripts and post and do all that type of services for them. A lot of Hollywood celebrities, and we help them to create very localized content towards the Chinese market because they already have fame over there, have a big influence, and we just make that bigger social presence for them in China. Then we also serve brands. And the goal right now is we are helping a lot of brands, and we try to scale our business next year. Hopefully, we can serve over 100 Brands that's in the smaller brands that mm-hmm. you know not afford bigger check, and we creating our own SaaS system to have them doing a more affordable rate by a much larger scale. That's one of our projection for the next year. And then on top of that, China is famous for its supply chain, so mm-hmm. we work with a lot of factories and suppliers. We also help specific celebrities and creators to create brands for them. Yep. That's what we're doing. We also work with Alibaba, Biden, who is also our investor. Yep. So we work with them on a much larger scale. For example, as Alibaba, they have Alibaba for business. And we just help a lot of smaller businesses create tons of content for the U.S. markets, help them have a much larger reach. I love that. It sounds like you have a really good idea of where you're going. And I love that you're focusing on celebrities helping them get on TikTok because it is funny how the world is working in that traditional Hollywood is different now, right? You have to be where the people are and these celebrities are realizing, okay, I got to be on TikTok now to keep my relevancy, keep my fans engaged and keep people in the loop. But also I love that you mentioned that you're planning on working with small businesses because right now I think TikTok is king for them. I've talked to many small businesses on my show and that they're getting so much success just by sharing their content over on TikTok and in a fun short form style. Again, a lot of them don't know how to use it, right? Like they just don't know where to start and they don't end up getting started where they're missing a ton on the table if they don't get started. So I think it's really important that you're looking to help them with that. So that way they can get started today versus waiting and hoping that their business scales and they have more money and resources to invest. So I love that you're focused on the future of those companies, which is really cool. I love to know too, is there any differences between Chinese platform and the US in terms of algorithm or how it works? And is Dowin more of a search capacity? Because I see TikTok moving into that space as well. Is the Dowin app used a lot for like search and finding things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think for multiple reasons, right? In China, they have more data, much more access to much more granular data access, which really help with the search engine. Doing almost act like you can replace Yelp, you can replace Open Table. So in China, people look for restaurants or booking restaurants on Douyin instead of Open Table or Yelp. And people go to places like travel advice and all of that because they have that particular premium TikTok version of discovery show. Mm. Shout at a travel influencer. It's so much more intriguing and interesting. Google right now is still very text-based. Yes, you can find videos, you can find images, but it's still very text-based and sends you to websites to read. Whereas Gen Z and the younger audiences are very visual learners. I see TikTok as being a visual video Google 
And I see them moving into that direction, which is very important for marketers or businesses to hear because using SEO right now, figuring out what are the hot keywords on Google, but using that to make video content strategy, I think is really where a lot of businesses could be taking and running with that now as TikTok moves into more of an SEO style. And you could be ahead of the game and that's happening quickly. I swear TikTok every day is advanced another year. You could be left behind so quickly if you're not keeping up. That's why I love this podcast to help people keep up to date with anything that's going on. Because the search function is so much stronger out there. And then also because it's so much more algorithm driven. Algorithm is better because you have many years of data accumulation. Mm -hmm. So when you have that, not only your search, right? Everything's being already... uh, Based upon how you search and based on all your past behavior, an algorithm knows you so much better. They're going to push you more specific content you really like. Right. So to a point that not only they can send you the content you like, they actually predict what content you're going to like. They predict, 100%. oh, what's your interest based upon what you have done in the past and based upon the big data. What are other people like you? What are they watching? So you may also like this, right? Based upon your view history and how long yes. you spend on video. It's just really powerful. It's very powerful. We joke about this all the time that they're living in the future because the content that's um, served a lot of times maybe never seen a specific style or person or what's happening in the video, but they already know that I'm going to love it. And then I do. And then I'm hooked on that. And the same thing keeps happening. And that's why TikTok, they're number one with keeping people on the app the longest. And it's because of that algorithm is so powerful. And I'm all for it. A lot of people get scared away because of the data. But to me, at the end of the day, I want all my stuff simple. I don't want to go searching for things anymore. I like things quickly. I'm a busy guy, right? I run a podcast. I run a full agency in LA. I'm doing all this thing. So I need things quickly. And I think there's a lot of us out there that prefer it. I want to see things that I like. I don't want to be stuck scrolling all day trying to find the next content that I actually enjoy. Whereas that's how I feel like the other platforms are. You might find some things, but it's saturated with a lot of content you actually don't enjoy. So they were Mm -hmm. really, really smart on developing that. And no matter how many copycats are there of these platforms, that's the one thing that nobody has even come close to copying as of right now. We'll see how the platform wars continue and see where that goes. But Erica, I would love to ask you, because I do have a mix of people listening to this podcast from brands to marketers, but then I also have people that are in the creator space that are, okay, I want to be a better creator. From your experience, what are some tips that you could share if there's a creator listening right now? What are things that they could be focused on right now to be a better creator? I think the basic thing is always know how algorithm works. And understand like what's hot. One thing is you got to have a very stable, consistent posting. Yep. Also, you got to make sure algorithm really know who you are. Mm. So that's one of the most important things. You can't create a content one day I'm posting food, another day I'm posting traveling. The okay. algorithm is confused as a person who you really are. So they don't know how to push you to what type of people. So mm-hmm. you always be very consistent of who you are. Make sure, you know, algorithm knows who you are. That's number one thing. And number two is, of course, you got to do very good quality, but consistent, stable posting. Mm-hmm. And number three is, of course, you got to understand all the different type of hashtags and hashtag challenge and join the different type of hot topic challenge or mm-hmm. use the platform that would help you with a lot of traffic. 
Another thing that has been done in China a lot, actually, don't say has been done a lot here, is the、mm-hmm. collaboration among、yeah. creators together, and also collaboration among celebrities and creator together. Right,、so、that would bring you much bigger traffic. So, happiness. We have a certain goal. That's what we're actually doing right now. We have done a case for Acon with another big influencer. We did a rap challenge. Okay. So we have a celebrity, a creator. We launch a beats, and then we invite twenty other influencers. So we all working towards the same goal. And right. Hashtag and it helps everybody. Influencer gets more followers, different type of audience, get to collaborate with celebrity with their、yep. music. And the celebrity gets more following, different type of popularity, and whatever they're trying to promote. Exactly, Akon's a great example because my generation, Akon was a legend. But to me, that's who I was listening to. Whereas today, maybe Gen Z is. I think I've heard of an Akon song, but as Akon was working with these new creators of this generation, that generation is now being used to Akon in their way. Where he's going to continue on his relevancy. It's fun how Gen Z is really open to listening to a lot of older generational music, which we see it all the time. There's a lot of creators that do have multiple niches that they love to talk about. Instead of confusing the algorithm, maybe they can try this matrix style for their own selves. Let's say me travel with Kyle, cooking with Kyle. So I have two different channels, but then it's not confusing where people are like, "Why am I seeing a travel video when I see you cooking all the time?" Right? Is that something that、yeah. you think that could benefit? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you just have to create like a certain style that the algorithm slowly knows you, and then that's why we were saying anytime you start a new account, the first five videos are so important, and then、yeah. then algorithm tag you to some type of accounts, and then、right. it's hard to untag yourself out of it. Yep, I'm not sure if you've heard of the creator Law by Mike. He's a lawyer, and he's very popular. His strategy was that he started his account. With five videos that he knew would be viral before launching, they tested a few things on just some smaller accounts before they launched their main account. They did a lot of research first on what do people like to see? Do they like to see transitions? Do they like quick facts? And they researched all that before launching their account. And I think that's a huge testament to why they're so successful today versus just starting out small or not with a big bang, which takes a long time to grow because algorithms confuse. Whereas, like you give them something strong off the bat. The algorithm's like, "Whoa, this was great content. Let's go, let's go." And then he continued to be consistent on top of that, which has led him to over eight million followers now as a lawyer, which is super cool. But a lot of people are lazy. Erica, me and you could sit down and give people a total checklist to have success, and I'd say one percent of people will actually listen to us. The rest of them will think that they know the answers, even though they're asking for help. I see that a lot. So that's why the competition is going to be very hard right now. But those that follow it and are willing to put in the work, and putting the research and put in the time will succeed. And there's a lot of creators that are just really lazy right now and are not willing to put in the full effort. And those creators, I feel, are going to be left behind if they don't step up their game. I mean, we're seeing it now. Creators are complaining that their reach is dying. They're not getting as many views, but then they're not consistent. They went from posting five days a week, but now they're making money and they're posting one day a week. And it's confusing the algorithms. Like you're not making enough content for us to show to new audiences. You have to keep consistent, or we're just not going to show your stuff.、So- yeah. Absolutely.、Uh, one of the tips we have is, say, if you are a makeup influencer or whatever the influencer decided to be, you always open a small new account. You only follow those really good makeup influencer,、yes. and then you only follow those. So every day you open it up consistently. Yeah. Shoot those videos. 
So you know what video has been cushioned to you, what's a really good video. I'll give you an example for you to learn how to make the type of makeup video. I tell that all the time because on TikTok, I believe you can have five accounts where you can switch between. And I tell people, whatever your industry is, create an account where you only engage with that content. But it's, sometimes it's hard because it can throw in something and then you'll like it. And then all, all of a sudden you screw up your algorithm over there. So yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> but I'm like, only search for that style content and only engage with that. So that way you're always reminded and seeing what works. So if a video pops up in your industry that has a million likes, you're like, whoa, what did they do that got that? You can learn from that video to say, oh, maybe it was because that hook was so strong and then they finished with a really cool product review or whatever at the end, that blueprint obviously worked. So let me try that for my own. And chances are it will work for you as well, depending if you follow that style, where a lot of people are just trying to create all kinds of stuff without doing a lot of research or putting in the effort to understand what is working on the app. I have a creator, Alex Stamp. He's one of the top photographers on the app. He's got over 20 million. And that is what he does and where his success comes from is because he's very focused on not caring what people are doing, but where content is going and how he's able to reach that and knowing what's coming next to develop his content style. That's why he's having so much success. He's very analytical and that has helped him a lot. His very analytical brain understands algorithm, understands that concept, which is really smart where a lot of creators don't. They're very artistic, so they don't grasp that part of it where that's why a team is very helpful. So you have some analytical people on your team that can help you better understand that as an artistic mindset. Erica, we're coming to an end here and we're wrapping this up, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people very interested to learn more about you, about your agency. So I'd love for you to take this time right now to plug yourself, your agency, where people can find you and how they can connect. People can find us at realhypecreative.com. That's our website. We're also here in Los Angeles. So if you guys are creators, contact us. Our Instagram is realhypecreative. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. We're working with a lot of brands, a lot of influencers. And if you guys are in Los Angeles too, please contact us. We do a lot of influence events. We like to build our community up and help other people grow, whether brands, influencers, celebrities. We're all about helping other people, other creators and everything. Awesome. Everybody listening, I made this very easy for you. Go to the description notes. I have all the links to find Real Hype, the agency, links to Erica, links to all their social channels so you can connect with them very, very easily. Just click the description notes in this podcast, and you'll be able to find that. Erica, Adrian, thank you so much for your time. And I appreciate you being on the BizTalk for TikTok podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much.